I'm an old broken down piece of meat. And I'm alone. You stupid fucking blabbermouth! Take a stand. Bitch, bitch, bitches, leave. Hey team, it's the Turkey Boys, back here doing the only podcast where you can hear a couple guys talk about the picture business. <laughs> I'm in the picture business. Live from the chill zone on our new mics. Let us know how they sound. Yes. This was a large investment, and we'd like you to give actual feedback. Does it sound better? Mm. I feel like we're sounding like the money, like the bomb. Right, 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 right. <laughs> <laughs> He's in. I want to leave. But yeah, truly let us know. Shoot us an email, enoughthepodcast at gmail.com about that. You know, we're going to be having guests. We got a whole new mic set up now. Going to have guests flying maybe some lucky turkey heads from Slovakia, if they're still popping. I would not... I, I think that... Oh, I'm stammering here. Jesus Christ. He's um, back. I'm not even going to stop it. I'm just going to roll with it. This is improv. We don't get breaks. No. I I really want the Slovakia thing to be real. Mm. Like I want there to be a faction of foreign listeners to this yes. pod. Yes. Like I need that and I need it to be That's all I want is people who like may or may not speak English to be listening to this nonsense. I mean, it's a beautiful day over here. You just got a haircut. That's weird audio thing. We, we take, have a new, we, we don't just have a new mic, we have a whole new interface, so there's going to be some kinks. I'm just kind of working that out now. The last thing we want is for you to have anything less than a perfect experience with the Enough Podcast. Yes. Um, I think they sound good on our end, so we'll see. Yeah. What's in the news? I mean, a lot of people online were saying it's like the one year anniversary of COVID becoming like a reality, because this was the day Chet Hanks announced that his parents have it. That's when it really like hit home to. I love that that it from the perspective of Tom Hanks' son, it's it's Chet Hanks' parents. Yes, that was a good. That was good. Chet. But yeah, that so there's that, and also a year ago today we lost the Jeremy Renner app. They shut it down. I forgot about the app. I know. Wasn't doesn't that seem like a lifetime ago when the Jeremy Renner app was available for purchase through the App Store? And you could contact him through some sort of a slipshod message board. I was going to say, some encrypted web of misery. Yeah. What was uh, the purpose of him having an app anyway? Kind of like, why exactly. did he make music? Why did he do anything outside of the small lane in the movie business that he's somehow cultivated in terms of the fact that he was in the town, mm. the Avengers movies? Mission Impossible. Jesus. And he got that Bourne movie. Too much work. He really is I'm one glad. of those guys that gets work and you're like, fucking how? Yeah, it's like, what does he know about who? Like, why does this keep happening? Although he's been quiet lately. I think I think he had like a mild cancellation a bit ago. Something happened with him. Did he really? I think something happened. I don't know. I'm just maybe I'm just throwing that out there into the breeze, completely unfounded. Let's just say it's true. Anything yeah. that comes out here is, is factual. 
But yeah, once COVID started and we lost the Jeremy Renner app, I, I died a little inside. Quite frankly, haven't been the same since. I would say that losing the Jeremy Renner app is as big a deal as COVID. Yeah. 527,000 deaths, no Jeremy Renner app are basically the same thing. Yeah, same difference. I mean, do you want to take us down to the birthday corner? I would absolutely love it. And Ooh. thank you for reminding me, as I did forget last week. And there's nothing worse than when people forget your birthday. Birthday boys. Folks, if you haven't seen the sketch series, The Birthday Boys. That is quite funny. One of my favorites. Couldn't rec- uh, recommend it higher. Okay. Um, let's see. I have a huge list here. <laughs> Friend of the show and director of Gotti, Kevin Connolly, is 47. Whoa. Freddie Prince Jr., the son of the guy who committed suicide, is 45. He's getting some good supporting work on the Punky Brewster reboot on, oh. on Peacock. So this is a big year for him. Chuck Norris is 81. I forgot he was still alive. Yep, he's alive and he's not a punchline anymore, which is good. I got tired of that. Yeah. I don't know if you did. I feel like I don't know how anyone on earth couldn't. Mm. Johnny Knoxville is 50. Hey, man. And Terrence Howard is 52. <laughs> Why am I getting so old? And Joel oh Madden from Good Charlotte is 42. Wow. I mean, the years, they keep on coming, folks. It's true. Do you have any deaths? I, I didn't don't. notice any this week, so good yeah. news for Hollywood, right? Yeah, everything's looking up. No one's dying anymore. Everybody's back. You see that Patton Oswalt and Scott Baio, who are basic, basically blah, blah, blah. notorious left and right types, yes, yes. are feuding on Twitter over politics, I guess. Ooh. I didn't read any of the tweets, but I just them. There was an article about them at odds, and I thought that was quite funny. Yeah. There's a certain kind of person who gets into like Twitter beefs and mm. does stuff like that. It's like, are you having fun doing this? I feel like we need a Twitter beef. Ooh. That I'd be into. Something like not about politics. Like beefing about like someone who doesn't like fucking whatever shitty new show we're all about this week. That I'd be on board for. I what could we start a beef with and with whom? Shit, man. I don't know, man. Oh, I just... it, no, we're not doing it. We got. We actually <laughs> do have a hip-hop celebrity in the studio today. Oh, do we? He's in the green room now. He'll be here in a couple of minutes. Wow. I'm not going to say who yet, but I just wanted to tease it. It's not 50 Cent. That's big. And you mentioned a few minutes ago that it was Kevin Connolly's birthday. Yes. The Entourage star is in the news. I, I wrote this down, too. another reason. It. This is a hell of a headline. <laughs> Entourage star Kevin Connolly threw a tantrum after his Tesla was towed from a flower shop. The store manager has now reportedly banned him from the premises. And, yeah, that's it. I thought there was more, but it's just a link. Well, no, as he was leaving, there's a video of it you can watch. They actually Ooh. had a good good sense of humor about it. They played it on their podcast and discussed it. That's fun. And the funny part is, at the end, he like throws his arms up in the air and the media spun it a little differently. It's not exactly all his fault. Like the guy who owns the store was kind of a dick, but I think it was long time coming because Kevin's just been illegally parking in their lot for weeks on end for to do his podcast. Oh. And they towed him and they came in and was like polite about it. Like, I don't know where my car is. Are you getting some supplemental story on this from Victory, the podcast? I am indeed. Wow. That's a fucked up reveal. So I heard the on. actual, like straight from the horse's mouth scoop. 
And he admitted that he lost his temper a little bit, but then he kicks a display on his way out. And that wow. was like the big headline. So now he's banned from that florist shop for life. Yeah. I was enjoying imagining him being like, do you have any idea who the fuck I am? I directed Gaudy, you fucking dipshit. I mean. He seems like a dick. Yeah. Yeah. Like he's definitely a dick. He thinks he's like, I don't know. He's probably just like his character on Entourage. Just like a. Are we on Entourage? Yeah. But hopefully this doesn't interfere with uh, your favorite podcast, and he can keep churning out those apps. It's one of the better ones. And also, Papa John, the ex-CEO of Papa John's Pizza, says he's been working for the last 20 months to, quote, get rid of the N-word in his vocabulary. Why did you do that, Scott? <laughs> Which, it's really fun to imagine someone working tirelessly all day, every day, for 20 months to not say the N-word. I I cannot imagine having to actively try to not say that word. Yeah, I'd like to watch a like Rocky montage of him like woofing pizzas and just desperately trying not to say it. Like what a cartoon of a dude. I don't understand why he keeps doing interviews and stuff. Yeah. You're lucky, dude. You're worth hundreds of millions of dollars. Just sit on that and be a rich, retired CEO who created a, a reasonable food chain. And this that's the end. Yeah. There's no need there's no need to remain in the limelight to the point where you're canceling yourself over and over again. Yeah. I feel like he's gonna relapse on his uh on his twenty month uh clean. Just let out a whole bunch. You see, speaking of the N-word, Disneyland is reopening on April 1st. What time uh, would you like to get in there? I, I figure we could fly on out and do the pod live from, live from Disney World? Uh, the Tower of Terror. That sounds like a hoot. I'm down. Disneyland. I believe Disney World never closed. Oh, yes. I always say the wrong one. For Disneyland in California. And I, I think that's... California's been more locked down than anywhere else. And I think that they're starting to open stuff back up again. And one of the big headlines was Disney World. And they have all these weird rules. And Yeah. Sounds like a bad time. Yeah, that... There seems to be a lot of people who are like Disney people. Like Disney adults who go to the parks. <laughs> and that's like their thing. I don't I'm know. a Disney adult. I haven't been since I was a kid. Maybe it would activate me if I went there. I'd become one of these <laughs> sickos. Uh, do we need a team trip to Disney World? I feel like we do. I don't know. I feel like that's a business expense. <laughs> Me going on like the Lone Ranger ride, if there is one. Is Army Hammer here? <laughs> I'm a big fan <laughs> Wee! of Gore Verbinski. Wee! Um, what else? I mean, some more Space Jam news. Oh, God. Folks know I can't get enough of this. Pepe Le Pew, <laughs> the Looney Tunes character, has been canceled. And I guess there was a scene... <laughs> From the new Space Jam movie where LeBron teaches Pepe Le Pew about consent. They shot it, was never fully animated, and now they're... Are you kidding me? No, I'm not kidding you. <laughs> Even though that sounds like it's a joke. That doesn't sound real, yeah. LeBron, like, listen, Pepe. <laughs> no means no. Yeah. I mean, Pepe wow. Le Pew and Pepe the Frog. I have a reveal. All Pepe, cartoon Pepes are out. I like skunks, and Pepe was one of my favorite Looney Tunes characters, and there was a time when I almost got a Pepe Le Pew tattoo. Wow. Pew, pew, pew. And I'm like, 
I said, I literally texted my tattoo artist. I was like, remember when we were going to do that Pepe Le Pew tattoo? And he was like, yeah, they're coming for everybody. I was like, yeah, tell me about it. Yeah. Like, like that's such a, a sucky thing to have immortalized. Like, oh yeah, you got that. Like, I guess he's a rapist skunk on your arm. Yeah. Like, what a dope I would look like. I'm going to have to get this rascal lasered off my body. Imagine like, that no, 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 this is, uh, this is, I don't even know another character yeah. that looks like him. There'd be no mistaking yeah. it. This is one of the characters from Over the Hedge, that animated movie that barely exists. I saw that in the theaters wow. in Patriot Cinema, and there's a Ben Folds 5 song on the soundtrack. Ooh. But yeah, like Pepe Le Pew stuff, I don't know, it's just, everyone's just sitting around trying to figure out how to suck the life out of anything and everything. <laughs> like, Pepe Le Pew's done. It's like, just, just don't put him in the movie. Like, no one will even notice. You don't have to make a whole thing of it. Like, ugh absurdity every new thing i hear about space jam a new legacy just continues to make me more and more distraught frankly i'm not a huge animated movie guy like i haven't Mm. looked at disney plus in weeks Mm. i like animated like simpsons seinfeld simpsons south park family guy even Mm. like bob's burgers and stuff but this is that ben fold song i remember it being better than this forgot about Ben Folds. Remember He's, that album he did with William Shatner? Sure do. She, That's spoken word. She came from Greece. She had a thirst for knowledge. If anyone out there listening remembers the William Shatner Ben Folds like spoken word singing album, it, I'm, it's, a, I'm, it's very funny. Yeah, it has some cuts. Common People, is it's yes. which is actually a cover from a band called Pulp. There it is. Good call. I didn't remember that. I did not remember but that. I knew it was a cover. I mean, do we want to talk about the Meghan Markle Oprah stuff? Sure that's, do. That was hot news. <laughs> oh yeah, that's. God, this song's great. When are they going to interview Prince Andrew? <laughs> William With a bullet to the head. William Shatner used to have a TV show where it was like him. It was like a I'm with Busey type show where it was just him like bopping around. One of the early reality shows. I don't really like him. He's not. Yeah, he's kind he's of kind a, of a nothing dude. dude yeah. I remember him doing this bit where he had these hats that he was like, these are shats. He's like a Gene Simmons type. Like, he'll just sell anything. It's he real, seems like a shill, yeah. yeah I'm out. Business I don't want to hear him pushing on me. Yeah, I'm on Team George Takai. The song's good, though. I but only because of Ben Fott, Ben Folds 5. Or I guess it's just Ben Folds, not the rest of his band. Mm, yes. It's probably hard for him to shake that because his name's part of a band. Probably. Like Marilyn Manson. Yeah. He's shaking something right now, huh? Kid. Huh? But yeah, Meghan Markle and Oprah, they sat down for a big interview. Oprah. Oprah. Oprah doesn't have a show anymore, but she'll do like stuff like this every now and then to just be like, I still exist. I'm still Oprah. Did you watch this program? I only watched clips. Hmm. I It doesn't really... The Royals do nothing for me. I've never understood the, the American, especially, fascination with the British royal family. Yeah, I, I couldn't agree more. I don't know what's going on over there. It seems snoozy and unnecessary, frankly. But I do think it's funny that the actress from the USA drama Suits is causing, like, international controversy. And now, like, the the queen and whoever queen. else over there needed to... Lorena Blanca, the white queen. Needed to release statements where they're like, we are not racist. It's like, okay, I guess that solves that. How do you think they resolved this? And what I was wondering the other day, apparently it's probably not real, 
But what I heard is that they cut Harry off. And I'm wondering... Isn't that what happened when they, like, moved away? They... That was part of it. They're like, oh, yeah, you don't get to be king someday or whatever they're doing. Uh, I don't think he could have been the king anyway. Like, because of the older brother? Yeah, that's true. Somebody who actually cares about this stuff is probably sitting at home like, oh, come on, guys. Yeah. <laughs> I'm thinking, like, Chespie's the king, queen. They're princes. It's all a whole to-do. It's like, why does it even still exist? Hopefully this takes it down. <laughs> Something so silly and frivolous. Although they did say, what was the big scandal? They were worried about the color of... Meghan Markle and Harry's Yeah, they were worried child. it would be too dark. Yeah. The queen just like... <laughs> I saw a funny Onion article. It was like, yeah, the British royal family worried that the baby won't come out with the same rancid skin as the rest <laughs> of the family or some hideous yeah. rancid skin or something. Good. This, um... What is this? Lion, Lion King? King, yeah. Can't wait to be king. Oh, yeah. Topical. Okay. No? Huh? <laughs> I was just trying to figure out why he was playing. I'm in. But yeah, the... Let's take our shirts off, huh? Oh. I mean, hopefully this gets like that Suits reboot off, uh, off the ground. I didn't realize also. Suits was off the air. Did they... Is that a recent? I thought Suits was still putting out new episodes. No, I think that ended a couple years ago. And she left the show before it ended. I remember that being a thing. It went off the air... Because of her exit, you think? Or was it just a dead show anyway? No, I think it just had like a healthy enough run. It got like seven seasons, I want to say. Yeah. USA is like Showtime. They're just like, let's just keep going. I feel like Monk had like 16 seasons. We got a couple of Monk fans in the audience. We do. Did you see uh, Bam Margera is in the hospital yet again for a tattoo-related staph infection? God fucking damn it. Fucking Phil. April. I guess he... Got a brand new tattoo, which is some sort of a inspirational saying on his shin in the, uh, I guess it's Farsi. I guess they speak it in Afghanistan and in the mm. Middle East. Sounds cool. Perhaps. And he got it in Farsi. And then he went into a hot tub with an open tattoo that was mm. not healed, which is a big no-no. I don't even fucking give a fuck, dude. And then he, it looks really bad. And my guess is the whole tattoo will be lost in this. And he'll have jacked up. Staph infections, I don't know if they even go away. That's one of those things. Yeah, is that a common tattoo-related if you, illness? If you completely ignore the aftercare, it's possible, yes. But I would never say that was common. I've had, I had a tattoo get an inf- a little people. bit infected, but I just took an antibacterial, or I guess it was an antibiotic, and then I had a cream on it, and it was fine mm. in like two days. And But that was, I think, just because the tattoo artist went super deep with the ink. And then I switched to a lotion with a scent in it a little too early. Mm. So it was just luck of the draw, I guess. But Bam is still in my death pool, and we need this staph infection to take him out. (laughs) Yeah, you were so fired up. Anytime Bam does anything, you're like, I think it's over. I think (laughs) this is the end. Like, it's lights out for Bam. It's tonight's the night. Bam, hang it up, buddy. Fucking, it's fucking over. I'm fucking not done yet, dude. Not fucking done yet. I'm working on the voice, folks. It's a work in it's progress. Decent. And speaking of band, did you see that Steve-O is... Uh... He drank that piss yet or what? <laughs> oh, yeah. What was... He's setting some sort of Guinness World Record for pish. A piss-related world record, yes. Yeah. I don't think drinking it, maybe like 
taking a dip like in it. in it or yeah. like how long can he just having a good simmer? And it's even funnier because he um just celebrated his 13th year of sobriety recently, which I thought was notable. I am about to be at 13. That's that's I didn't realize yes. we got sober in the same year. I knew that. I was going to yeah. That's cool. Eminem just got 13 as well. So two guys that I would say I've modeled most of my life after, Eminem and Steve-O from yep. Jackass. Those are your guys. Who are your guys? <laughs> Don't air this. Um, that's cool. Good for him. He's a lot less funny sober, I must say. Mm, yeah, he's he's still doing the wacky stuff, but like a little... Feels forced now. It's like yeah. he didn't really want to do that. He's logical now. Although maybe it's just because he hasn't had a show. They're still doing that new Jackass movie without Bam, so maybe he'll... We'll see. I, yeah, I'm oh. hoping that the, everybody gets hurt really bad. Yeah, that's it's the It's wild stuff. that Johnny Knoxville is 50 years old. 50 yeah. years old. That is crazy. And yeah, I remember they're probably still filming that movie, but when they were in the first week, they both went to the hospital in the first week of filming. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. I, I love what's going on over there. Do you see that the uh, musician The Weeknd is boycotting the Grammys because they snubbed him? Yeah. Ugh. That's such like a lame... What do you think about that? Yeah. People do that all the time. Some actor did that. I can't remember who it was. But it's just like, oh, you didn't get the nod, so now you're just going to like shut down like a baby boy. Fuck you. Scotty's getting fired up. I mean, it is. this was a great album. And I think it's fucking nuts that he didn't get a Grammy nomination. But I'd probably—I mean, he's gotten a lot of Grammys in the past. Yeah. So I mean, for, if it were up to—if it were me, I would say fuck it and hang in there. The cool move is to be like, the Grammys? Who cares about those? Because seriously, who does? If I were the weekend and I was gonna win another Grammy, I'd like not show up or something really cool. Yeah, that's the move. I was. You, you don't want to be uh, like, oh, I'm so desperate for a Grammy, I'm gonna like cry about it. There's always something to be said for the guy who pops up on the video, and they're like, I couldn't be there tonight, guys. I'm yes. out. It's I wouldn't move. even give a reason. I'd just say, like, I'm not there, but thanks for the award. Yeah. Fucking ridiculous. He does have some cuts, though. I'm a fan. We all know King of the Turkey Hits, Monty. is like a weekend stan, as they mm. say. Do kids still say that? Ugh, delete that. Yeah, Sam, erase that. <laughs> They do, actually. I've oh. heard that before. Okay, keep it in, double it. Did you see they're making a Queen's Gambit musical? <laughs> a show, The show where a girl does pills and plays chess, that really lends itself to a musical, don't you think? That stinks. What a bad idea. Yeah. I feel like they just do this with anything that gets super popular. They're like, should we do a musical? <laughs> And they're always just like, yeah. With Anya Taylor-Joy? No. Of course not. No, yeah. no, 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 no. No? No. No. Yeah. She's got bigger and better things to do than uh, that. Did that get a second season as well? No, that was... It was that like was, a mini-series? Yeah. Okay. I think they called it a limited series, which is the new cool way to say I bet you they'll still do another series or another season. Yeah, they'll probably do the King's Gambit with like that skinny <laughs> sidecar. Give him, him some work. Did you see that Jeff Bezos' ex-wife Mackenzie got married to a teacher in Seattle? Some guy who probably makes like sixty grand a year. Interesting. Can you imagine? She's, I think, one of the. She might be the richest woman in the world, and for something mm -hmm. she had nothing to do with. So nice job, Mackenzie. Yeah, I saw. I think she's the third richest woman in the world. The other two are probably sort of like headline. princesses in Saudi Arabia or something. Sure. Uh, yeah. Um. 
Yeah, do you think her husband like feels weird about her buying stuff? It's just like, <laughs> like don't I got this. <laughs> like, listen, I know I would take full advantage of that. Mm. I don't care. How could you when you have that much yeah. money, it's like nothing's even real anymore. It's like no. to argue about it would be insane. It's like I have all the dough in the world. I'm on Doe Island. Him like, am I still gonna get my stimulus check? Or <laughs> where is it? I, I I still want it. You know, it's free. They're sending me a paper one. I think it's gonna be a couple days. Can you float me, dear? If you could. Not the right sound, but we'll take it. Um, do you see the pictures of uh, Adam Driver and Lady Gaga? I did. I think that movie will be interesting. Yes. I can't believe it's not directed by Ryan Murphy. I know. Seriously, it's the the Gucci movie. Which is uh, being directed by Gucci. Ridley Scott. And uh, this is Ridley Scott's second movie that he's directing in COVID times. And he's 83 years old. He's another guy who's sneakily super old. He's 83? Yes. And he's just churning out the pictures. I don't know why I didn't you know, have Tony Scott help him out with this. At all. Like, is there, does, he, does he have something else oh, going no. on? Or Oh, no. Folks... R.I.P. Tony Scott. Oh, that's a shame. I didn't know that. Yes. Yeah, he actually drove off a bridge, if you were unaware. Tony Scott is dead. Yeah. He, yeah, he died in like a, a fashion that would fit one of his over-the-top action movies in real oh, life. Yeah. I kind of liked that commitment to, to the work, frankly. I agree. That he showed. That's cool. It's a cool move. But yeah, the, they're playing... Adam Driver's playing one of the Gucci's, and... Lady Gaga's playing some other sidecar. I don't know the Gucci story. I get that confused with the Versace thing. I'm well-versed in the Versace story only because of the Ryan Murphy show. What? Yeah. I just, they sound kind of similar, and I know they're similar both clothing in the line. fashion world, and I'm like a dope, so I'm just, yeah. No, Do you know about- No, that's a very fair comparison. They have very similar stuff. Versace's like a little bit more- Versace, Versace. I would Versace. say they're both pretty over the top, but they Versace. both have some cool stuff. Like they're both very expensive, very expensive. <laughs> Douglas. And they're both from Italy, so it's not that far of a reach okay. to compare them. So that's a fair, that's a fair blunder. We're back. Um, I actually was looking at a Versace bath mat yesterday for two hundred and fifty dollars. <laughs> oh, <laughs> does that seem like a reasonable deal? Yes, that's a very relatable purchase. I asked Lucy to buy it for me. Ooh. And she said no. <laughs> but we're going to ask her again when she gets home tonight. And I agreed with her. I don't see why not. I mean, just get it for me. I mean, good rationale. I like where your head's at. It would match the bathroom. But yeah, Adam Driver looks like he's kind of playing Austin Powers in this movie, which I was enjoying. He's got like a weird hair glasses thing going on. And it got me thinking, <laughs> I think it's time to start the recasting of Austin Powers process. It's time for a new generation. Jesus. Are you in? You're with no Michael Myers? Yeah, a, new, Myers? a new one. Oh. A fresh one. Uh, I'm scared. <laughs> I know, this is a fucked up thing to you say. You know how much potential but... there is for Austin Powers, especially after three other iterations more than a decade ago? You know how much potential there is for that to be terrible with a different Austin Powers? I think the character is so funny that it's, it's bit-proof. Like anyone could do it, or not anyone, but like someone else could do it well. I'd like to see like an Into the Austin Powers verse, mm. like right? Like, Spider-Man like Dumb and Dumber several. or Caddyshack. Like, oh yes, they, they, you can't. If it's so funny, it can't miss. Yes, this is, I think, one of the first times I've ever truly disagreed with you mm. on a movie stance. Typically, we line right up, and like maybe yeah. we you like a movie and I don't, but like 
I honestly don't think like I'm, who would who could it be? Give me a, a, even. Do you have an idea? Adam Driver, as Powers. Yes. Hey baby. I think he could do he could do it, and I'm sure it would be okay. I don't know. I, I mean, I'd just, obviously love Mike Myers to come back and do it, but I feel like that's just not going to happen. That's and ship has sailed, I think. I'm, yeah. I'm looking to other places now for an Austin Powers sure. fix. I'm looking anywhere I can get one, frankly. Why don't we film our own shot-for-shot shot remake of Gold Member and Ooh. submit it and just see what they say? I love Gold. What a great character. He loved Gold. I think Goldmember is sort of funnier than people, and forgive me for being a little nasally this evening. I'm congested again. Ooh. Uh, allergies. He's I would say that Goldmember is a lot funnier than people give him credit for, like peeling off his own skin and <laughs> like just little weird nuances like that. I got a big kick out of him. Yeah. I mean, you know he's what? Noted, he's hated by all. I feel like old member. He's a very thin character. There's like not a lot there. Are you a fat bastard guy? I am. Thank you for asking. I think it's one of Mike Myers' stronger costumed efforts. I remember seeing Fat Bastard for the first time in the theaters in eighth grade <laughs> on my way. Being in, like, on the, <laughs> yeah, and I was on a, with a bunch of my friends on a on a trip out west, and I remember that's how big Austin Powers was. We were like in Arizona on a school trip. And mm. the teachers that we were with were pretty cool. And they're like, do you guys want to go? And I'm sure they just wanted to see it. Because I'm looking yep. back, I'm like, they were 26. Of course, they wanted to see it too. The movie was a revolution. And we, I remember going to see Austin. It was like that big of a deal that there was an Austin Powers sequel that we went to see it in Arizona. And I remember laughing at Fat Bastard so hard. like It was like a wet, hot American summer laugh. Where I, like, I was, oh, ow, ow. oh, yeah. And I remember thinking it was the funniest thing I had ever seen in my entire life. Yeah. You weren't wrong. Might, and, and it holds up 25 years later. Yeah, several years have passed. That might still be the funniest thing anyone's ever done. It's that one of the funniest thing. things ever, I think. Just that, because that's back in the days when that was a costume and CGI. Yeah, mostly, I think it's just fat suit stuff. There's almost no CGI, right? Yeah, I think that's just him in an outfit. So he wore that big prosthetic fat suit yes. for presumably a long amount of time. Yes. He's a main character in the movie. That's what we call an actor. Someone willing to do the work necessary. Well, people are lazy with that shit now. They'd probably film it on a green screen and they'd, sh- they'd cut, they'd cobble together a bunch of stuff and there'd be seven writers instead of just a few. Yeah. I don't know. It's the world is not as funny of a place as it once was, and not to get down that rabbit hole about cancel culture and everything, but it's just it, comedies are not comedies anymore, and people have stopped. <laughs> Speaking of that, Elizabeth Banks to direct bear-centric thriller Cocaine Bear for Universal Pictures. The film's based on true events from 1985 when a 175-pound bear accidentally consumed over 70 pounds of cocaine that was dropped from a plane by a smuggler and this is going to explore that i thought this was a comedy i guess it's like actually a thriller you sucked his dick and they went to visionary director elizabeth banks for this how many at bats are they going to give that clam <laughs> oh <laughs> oh no, i'm joking like she's she's cool like i i gotten a kick out of her before in a few things she's fine but like yeah. she she whiffed the charlie's angels movie so bad that's that's her one whiff. I think they're giving her another go. They're going to see what happens. Oh, is this only her second movie? Am I being mean? No, I think she did the second Pitch Perfect. That was her first movie. And people love those, yeah. yeah. That, that did so well, they got a third one. So I guess she's got some credibility. I take back everything I just said. He's back. 
No, I don't. I don't dislike her either. I think Zach and Miriam make a porno is a yeah. really good movie. I actually like her as an actress. I I'd think like she's to talented, see her yeah. in on the other side of the camera. I think she's got chops. I can't remember the last thing I saw her. In. I'm not always a fan of directorial debuts from actors. It sometimes it feels like a bit of a like. I love Ben Affleck's directing, and I can't think of another Kid. that I. I can't think of another Boston act or sorry, Boston, <laughs> another actor that I feel that way about. Yeah, it's rare. What are the other ones I like? Woody Allen. What? What do you mean? Quentin Tarantino, phenomenal actor. <laughs> yes. What are you doing? What are you doing? I mean, Casey Affleck, we watched his directorial debut a few weeks ago. That was okay. It was okay. Should have been set in Boston. But, but it was keyword, it was just okay. It's probably not going to lure him away from being on camera. Yeah. Which I think is sort of... Ben Affleck is still on camera, yes, but I think he's like 50-50 at this point. Yeah. I wish I could think of a better example. Affleck's good, though. You can tell like he wants to direct stuff. Right. Like, and he's got like the a, a cool look in his movies. I don't know. Certain people, it's just like, I feel like you're just doing this because this is what people do. But who knows? Maybe Elizabeth Banks will wow us. And did you see Steven Spielberg has announced he is going to direct a film loosely based on his childhood in Arizona. And Michelle Williams is in talks to star in the main role inspired by his mom. And they're looking to cast a young Stevie Spielberg. I mean, the only movies he's ever written himself are Close Encounters of the Third Kind and AI. So wow, was AI bad. I'm an AI guy. No, I like you AI. you aren't. AI's hey, dope. HJO, we cruised down to Kingston to see that one. I remember that day. Jude Laws, Gigolo Joe, home run. Yeah, I didn't like it. And I don't know. I don't think it didn't bomb. It did well. Yeah, it's a weird one. But just, you know, Spielberg's made countless classics. The fact that he's like writing a movie again, I don't know. I thought it was like notable. Doesn't sound That's like a big thing. Yeah. Terribly exciting, like a drama about his childhood, but maybe it'll be dope. I don't know. I'm still a Spielberg guy, even though he's. And kind of spotty for, I don't know, all these directors. When you go on for so long, you're going to have some duds. You're going to have some duds, folks. That's true. But, I don't know. His next one is that West Side Story remake, which it's like, I don't know why you did that. You're Steven Spielberg. You're remaking movies? Speaking of remakes, the fuck did you notice that Coming to America had, quote unquote, the biggest streaming numbers in the past year Oof. out of anything? Folks. I think that's kind of a bold statement for the last because it's all this year has all been all about streaming. I feel like they say that like every time a new movie premieres, right. they're like, "This is the one." It shattered everything. I mean, if you missed our review last week, coming two out of ten, America would have been a more apt title. Fucking Awful. got him, got him, got him. Yeah, I really didn't like it. No, it's terrible. Yeah, but people watched it. I get why everyone. I was excited to watch it. A lot it. of people watched it, though, yeah. So it's good. How good, once again, like, how good a movie is has nothing to do with how many people watch it. That's been proven time and time again. Yeah. Um. Also, I saw that. Oh, Michael B. Jordan is directing Creed 3. Mm, yes. What do we think about that? We talked about this already because it was rumored, yeah. but now it's confirmed. This I think this is the a worst-case scenario of what we were just talking yes. about. Yes. I like, wish I would dovetailed back to that but because this like a movie like creed 3 needs to be like exciting and popping it can't be someone's first movie especially the star of that movie 
No. That's another thing I never, not God, but when you direct a movie and you're the star of it, it just seems like annoying. You you want to be like behind the, you got to like be watching it. I don't know. My, I just, ge- my guess is that he wanted to direct and his agent said, well, they've been on you about Creed mm. and it's a big studio movie. And just, probably we'll just, just tell him you won't sign on unless you can direct it. That's probably exactly what happened. And yeah. they probably said, okay, fine. Because mm. they knew, because Creed 2 did well. Creed 1 did yeah. well. They know there's one more left. Yeah. Especially given it's <laughs> the type of people that are going to go to these movies are the people that are used to seeing five and then a sixth Rocky movie. Exactly. They're like, this is a Rocky sequel. We got to do at least three. I mean, what I mean, are we there doing? could be three more. Oh, yeah. It could be a Creed 6 where Creed is training the next year, or where, I'm sorry, where Michael B. Jordan is training his wow. son or something. Wow. The formula yeah. never ends as long as people keep learning how to box. Hey, how you doing? Maybe just keep it going. I'll get those residuals. I still stand by my point that Rocky 4 is the best Rocky by a mile. I only really, the only, I like 1, 2, and 3. That one's the most fun. That's Because Dolph Lundgren's probably the best, vil- uh, best villain. Hands down, yeah. Yeah. Mr. T doesn't really do it for me. Yeah, Mr. T is weird. I've said this before, but like every time I see Mr. T, I'm like, is that the real Mr. T or an impersonator? Like <laughs> in my head, I'm like, the original Mr. T is dead for some reason. I, I don't get what's going on with him. I don't know his mythology. I, I should read his book or something. I'm sure he has one. Oh, Nicolas Cage got married for a fifth time. Huh? Huh? Marry me. Go ahead. Wow, he's a five-time married guy? Five. That's a lot. Can you imagine all that dough he's sending out every month in yeah. alimony? That's why he's in like a new straight-to-prime turkey every week. <laughs> he's just got to keep like sending different payments out to different people. I can't even imagine his monthly nut. I bet it's outrageous. Yeah. It's probably like a million dollars a month just to keep the lights on for all the people involved in his life. Go ahead. That's fucked up. You know what? I think this one's going to take. You think this Th- is the one? This is the one. Her name is Rico Shabata. I believe Rico she is Japanese. Oh. I believe. Could be wrong. He's back. Um, what else you got? Did you see that the Snyder Cut accidentally leaked early on HBO Max the other day? I did, which is hysterical. Just mwah. A, a perfect happening. Like, kids clicked on the Tom and Jerry movie, which we reviewed a few <laughs> weeks ago in the program. And instead of Tom and Jerry, the Snyder Cut started playing. It's called the T-Square. Like, what a fun goof. I really wish that I was in on that and caught a little bit of it. Wouldn't that have been a down. nice treat? Yeah. Instead of us having to sit through Tom and Jerry, we get to sit through the four-hour Snyder Cut. It would also reveal that I attempted to rewatch Tom and Jerry, which would be fucked up. But imagine. I, I saw that headline and I was like, by the time the headline's out, there's no way it's still. Mm. Yeah, they took it down pretty promptly. But I'm sure some kid out there saw Batman say the F word in the big hot Snyder cut that we've been waiting for. That's next weekend or next. Yes. I guess it's Thursday. <laughs> um. And they keep releasing new pictures of the Joker in like different outfits. Did you see the one of him in like war gear? I saw something about like if you don't support our troops, and it was the picture of that. Yeah, I that was pretty funny. 
And like they've had him dressed up as Jesus last week. I feel like there's going to be like a 25 minute sequence in the Snyder cut of just the Joker trying on different outfits. It's like what? Gotta be. What are all these screenshots coming from? Like, do you think Jared Leto and Zack Snyder sat down and said, "Listen, like, you got a raw deal on the Suicide Squad." Yes. We're going to get you some screen time, buddy. Yes. You're an Oscar winner. Yeah. They were probably both just like absurdly into the other's vision. It's like, I get you, man. Like, let's let's show these people. I hate it. What a real turkey can be. Yeah. This, the Snyder Cut's the comedy event of the year. I can't wait to watch it. And like, I know nothing about it. And I'm like, only going on what you and friend of the show, Rian, have to say. He's excited about it and you're ready to laugh at it. Mm. And I'm like, this is like a perfect storm for me. We'll see where I land. Yeah. Because I haven't seen the other one and made a point of not watching the first one. I want to see like all the new footage because, you know, they spent like $75 million to do this for a movie that came out four years ago and bombed. Like tremendously, <laughs> so, seventy five, huh? Yes, and it's just insane that it happened. And I don't know. I'm gonna check it out, see what's doing. It's a lot of dough, and it stars our boy Affleck as Batman. Who's speaking of which, kid? He's in fucking town. He's in this town that we're in right wait, now. Wait, wait, what? Which some people know as the town, filming the Tenderbox. No, no, no. Ready, ready. Like, we got to hurt people, and I, we're going to take your car. Or, what's the line, dude? I forgot. Kid. You do it. Kid, fuck you for fucking forgetting the fucking dopest fucking line in fucking history. I don't know, man. If I ran into Affleck, I'd probably fight him. <laughs> that's a that's a good story. Like, Kid. Affleck and I fought outside of, you know, uh, Ned Devine's. In oh, Fanu fuck. Hall. You ever been there? Kid, I've been there. I had a couple Sam Adams. Once I snorted heroin off the toilet tank at Ned Devine's, and then I got and then I got kicked out, and I got lost leaving, and then I ended up at the South Bay Mall, and I and I said like, look, let me in, let me use your phone, and they were like, no, you can't use the phone, and then I got stuck there, and then like I called everybody to come, I was like, come get me, and no one picked me up, and then I got and then I got arrested, and I woke up in a cell in Dorchester, and my shirt was ripped open, and and you were doing those dips that DiCaprio does in the departed in your jail cell, and it was like really fucking totally. Why do you think I'm so fucking chiseled, kid, from all those prison dips? I mean, I'm just kind of like jacked up on wall sauce over here. I mean, I don't know if you know this. I recently joined Mark Wahlberg's 2 a.m. club. I wake up at 2 a.m. and we get Boston strong together. I like that. And because uh, then if there's another marathon bombing, you'll be the first one there to kick ass. Yep, it's I exactly like it. why we're not with doing my it. prison dips. I'm there too. Yeah, and we do the the athletic. The workout that Ben Affleck does in the town to get all like shredded. Pull ups. We do that like stuff. Push ups. Those sit ups. I mean, I'm just aspiring to be better over here. I love it. Aspire to be better. How you doing? What if you renamed your gym Boston Strong? Would that be offensive or would it be dope? Might be uh, dope. We could rename it. Um, Nope. Was gonna do was gonna do a marathon bombing kid joke. Okay. Joe Karsarnaev, you know. I was gonna say like Joe Mm. Karsarnaev's gym. There's just no joke there. Mm. I I didn't even have the chance to hash it out because it just doesn't exist. Good. But I guess I I enjoyed beating out. That was fun. Kid. I fucking love nothing more than (laughs) talking about Boston stuff in this fucking voice.
Did you one more thing? Uh, this I guess what? our special guest is you here. You talking to me or or Scotty? What the fuck? Um, I don't see why you. Yeah, you can hang out for the interview, but um, back, back from the oh. dead. It's actually the notorious B.I.G. It's the anniversary of your album, uh, I believe. It's the. Uh, I was gonna say it was the anniversary of your album, but it's actually the twenty-four year anniversary, twenty-five year anniversary of your death. And this is pretty big deal for you to be here at the Enough Podcast as giving us the exclusive. Biggie, uh, a.k.a. Chris Wallace, a.k.a. The Notorious B.I.G. Welcome here to Enough Studios. Happy to have you here, pal. Good to see you. How you doing? It was all a dream. Uh, that's great. I actually just watched your documentary. We I, we could talk about that later in reviews, but uh, sure. I think you look great. You look like you gained even more weight. Thank you. I did. And uh, there's more to come, but thank you for coming and sitting in with us. I won't. Yeah. I know you don't like interviews. Nah. I know that's been a thing. Yeah. Is Tupac alive too? I gotta ask. No, he's dead, and you're alive. Correct. And uh, I guess you could say it was all a dream, huh? It was all a dream. Okay. Well, Biggie, thank you for coming by. We're gonna do the rest of the news, and maybe you could sit in and watch uh, Tom Holland in Cherry with us on Apple uh, TV Plus. Wow. I think he would love that. Yeah. He's just fucked up, but that sounds fun. That's cool. He's he's in the green room. He's getting ready. Yeah. He can use the Yogi Bow. We'll use the chairs. He can lay on the floor. Do you think he's gonna crush all the beans out of the Yogi Bow, or we're gonna be okay? Yeah. I mean, I hope he has more to say than just like it was all a dream. He kind of nervous. That's all. Kind of like a paper thin character. But I mean, I'm glad he's still alive. He's a and... real character. He's <laughs> a real character. And. Did you hear that uh, HBO is planning a documentary about comedian Paul Rubens with Josh and Benny Safdie producing? I did, uh, and uh, I love it. Uh, I'm not much of a peewee guy, and no. clearly can't do the voice like I thought I might you be say able to. It's a documentary. To. Yes. Oh, good. And I'm sure they'll delve into the Biopic time he would be better jerked off in a movie theater, Which, and totally normal. Don't also, see why that was an issue. Also, his career. But yeah, more interested in that beat, though. Yeah, that's the good stuff. That's when they'll get a lot of fun talking head interviews for that section, I'm sure. But yeah, that's something I would watch. I'm down for that. I mean, on the other day, Jessica Chastain tweeted, who wants to do mushrooms with me? <laughs> Was that real? I think so. And then on Thursday, she just tweeted the words, Michael Shannon. So everyone's saying she clearly ended up doing mushrooms, obviously. How are you doing? Where are the mushrooms? <laughs> I mean, we were in Take Shelter together. Kind of a forgettable indie, but it's good. Is that the movie where like, he is like a hurricane salesman or something? He, he like does boarded up windows and like his town gets decimated? Yes. Yeah, I saw that. That, uh, yeah, it's like a... Is Andrew Garfield in that? Oh, no, you're thinking of 99 Homes. Yes. But you said hurricane salesman, and I was like, there are hurricanes in Take Shelter, so now, I think you're talking I've about I've seen that. both, and I'm just mixing them up because they're both such, like, D-list indies. Yeah, Take Shelter is, like, the one where he's a preacher or something, and there's a storm coming, and he's trying to prepare his family for it. It's very, like, artsy and cool. gritty. It's pretty good. It was all it. a dream. <laughs> I'm still laughing at that. He's back. Uh, I like Michael Shannon a lot. 
And thank you. I feel like I wanted to like his last movie and didn't, and I can't remember what it was. I think I shut it off. Yeah, he's great. I'm a big fan. He's got the stuff. He's a great interview too. I don't know if you've ever. Well, I need was... him on High Coward or something. Yeah, like he's he's a character. He doesn't give any like bullshit answers. He's like, oh, he's a real dude. I can't, I saw some clip of him talking about something that I enjoyed recently. Can't remember it now, of course. But just watch Premium Rush, the bicycle movie where he plays the bad guy. Premium Rush is definitely his best. <laughs> yeah. No I doubt. saw that by myself. It is actually okay. That's fucking dope. Jokes aside. Do you have any other news or you wanted to talk about some shuts? Let's talk about shuts. I have one this week. I actually have two. I have two. I got three. Hit me. Uh, I shut off Generation on HBO Max. Mm. It's basically like the Costco brand Euphoria. Yes. And you recommended it to me as a joke. And I watched it hoping to get a laugh. And I did. But then I got annoyed and I had to shut it. This was one of those. This was like a shut recommend. I was watching it just like, oh, this sucks. Like, let me text Ank. Ank should shut this too. <laughs> like. That was my thought process. Like, I knew this was destined for the shuts as I was watching it. Worth watching just to skewer a conversation I had with a client earlier and that I was thinking about after having seen this is, do you think we're going to age to a point maybe 50, 60 years from now where there is no more sexuality? Everybody's just so fluid that there's it's not a conversation anymore. Yeah. That's what this show is like prophesized. Every, right. every character on this show, which is like, it's all about teens Every character is like a bi lunatic who's just like on Snapchat the entire show. And also this show, and I think Euphoria did this too. So much of the show is characters texting each other, which is realistic because people text each other all day, every day. Right. But it's not an interesting thing to watch in Agreed. a movie or show. Most it's, of life is not that interesting. That's why in a movie, a lot of people don't even have their phones and it's not realistic. Because yeah. the reality is the second time anything pauses, everybody's on their phone. Yeah. And life is like that. Movies shouldn't be. Yeah. Like so don't make it too realistic. Yeah. They were like leaning into that too hard. And I was like, yeah, this is how it is, but this isn't a fun thing to look at. And yeah, the... Very woke. I felt unwoke shutting it off. And unwoke, not understanding it, but you know, I'm a country boy. Yeah, it was very campy and ridiculous. I watched like an episode and a half, and then was just like, I can't do this. But that's Generation now on HBO Max. Generation, HBO Max original. I also shut off Hank the... here. <laughs> oh shit, Hank's here! Wow. Afternoon, partner. How you doing, fella? You know, I I remember the day when gender was gender, <laughs> sex was sex. Having it, making it, making love. Wow. You know? Yeah, you're a love maker. Hank. I am. Yeah. I like with a woman, mind you. Yeah, no doubt. I would never. Adam and Eve, not Adam and Steve, Scott. Yes. Hank, I would never accuse you of you know, yeah. anything but being the straightest dude on earth. Why don't you pass me a little of that sarsaparilla over there, boy? <laughs> I just cracked open a fresh can of sarsaparilla for you, Hank. Mm. Here you go. Cold. Cold beer. And uh, my job. <laughs> it was it was going it was cooking with gas for a minute, and then you you paused, and I was like, okay, now what? Hank. Now what? Now what's Hank up to? I mean, Hank. Whew. I gotta be honest with you. I'm used to the new mics now. They sound fucking great. They sound. Crisp. You can tell. Like this is 
folks still email us. I need feedback. Look, please feedback. Text me then. If you don't want me to read it on air and embarrass you, just text me. Half of you know who we are. Please, God damn it. I'd say all of the people listening know who we are. You know who I am. I also shut off the new... I'm still fucking arresting you. The SpongeBob movie on Paramount <laughs> Plus. Called... I saw your letterbox review. I'm too old for this shit. Yes. Or this shit. was basically my only takeaway from this movie. This was like maybe the first SpongeBob thing I ever watched. That wasn't he a stinks. show. That wasn't on my radar. I've realized people slightly younger than us, SpongeBob was like their thing. Yeah. Like... Tyler, Dan, and Logan and all them. SpongeBob was like their show because they're like five years younger than us. And it's, I don't know, it's just interesting. Yeah. It, I never, I'd never seen any of it. And I watched some of this movie and it's for children. And yeah. I, I felt silly watching it. Even though it was like a new movie and I was like, oh, this has like a Keanu Popeye and some stuff. This might be something. But... Yeah, as I said on Letterboxd, I'm too old to be watching a SpongeBob movie. Unless there's like a kid around who wants to watch it, and then it's chill. I... You know, if you have an excuse to watch a children's sure. movie, that always helps it. It's hard to sit through them sometimes, unless they're like a soul, where they're actually good music, and they're actually good animation, and they're actually yeah, funny. Exactly, yeah, like... Inter- like, that actually had a story to it. Yeah, I love the good ones. This but is yeah, just, that that has shut written all over it. Especially SpongeBob, I feel like the humor in it, it's for like seven year olds. It's like very just like it's just noises and like blah, 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 blah. It's just like I don't know. Didn't the guy who does SpongeBob's voice die anyway? He did. And I do remember him saying something about that him not wanting them to continue on after he died, but I guess they powered through that and are just doing like a bunch of spinoffs against his wishes. If I created SpongeBob and the guy who did the voice didn't want me to do more after he was dead, I wouldn't even think about honoring that wish. <laughs> Let's just say the Enough podcast. Will, I'll be down here alone, and I expect I would expect you to do the same. So if I die, take the equipment and keep going with this. Done. Because we'll be doing this into our seventies and eighties, folks. Kid. It's going to be like the Irishman by the time we... Like, do you remember? <laughs> give me that good grape juice. A lot of voices here tonight. Give, um, give me that white claw. And I also shut off Ammonite, a new whom? romance drama on Hulu, a period piece lesbian romance, one of my favorite genres. Bugging. And this one starred Sorsha Ronan and Kate Winslet. Just kind of an odd Oh, I saw duo. that. That's like Oscar buzz. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, folks. Because of Kate Winslet. This was no portrait of a lady on fire. One of Scotty's favorites from 2020 or 2019, whenever they came out. But yeah, this movie was just crushingly boring. I put it on like, oh, let's get an Oscar buzz, nice lesbian romance. Maybe there's some tits in it. But... (laughs) <laughs> I, I couldn't even get that far. <laughs> this is one of those period pieces where they're just like, they're not even trying to entertain you at all. That's just like... I feel that way about all of them, but I can see where you're coming from. Yeah, like they're just like slogging through, like showing... They're both working like a dress factory or something like really boring and old-fashioned like that. I didn't even get to the part where they're I like... simply don't have time for confrontations. <laughs> yeah. 
This this is a rough one. Ammonite on Hulu. Didn't love it. Did you shut anything else? The South Park vaccine special. This is, is did absolutely nothing for me, so that got shut too. Yeah, that I watched all of it just because it was on and I was looking at it. Yes, yeah, South Park doesn't have the stuff like they used to. Need a little break. Yeah. I need. I mean, I, you know what it is? It's the, as I mentioned on the phone earlier, I, I, coronavirus isn't that funny. Hmm. And I'm not like, take it seriously. I don't take it seriously that like beyond what you have to, I guess. But it's not a, it's not a humorous concept. Like it just doesn't really do anything for me. Yeah. It's like, I'm, okay. I, don't know, I don't know about anyone else, but I'm not in the market for like COVID takes. Like it's been going on for a calendar year as of today. <laughs> Everyone's had enough. I don't want to hear like a, I don't know. Yeah, there's no bits to be had from it. None. Like that guy I quoted a a couple episodes ago. It's just like, there's nothing to glean from it. It's just, it sucks. Everyone's going through it. Let's, on to new business. Agreed. Yes. And yeah. That's all my shots. Maybe we, yeah, we take a little break and we're going to be watching Cherry, the new, I guess it's a movie about a guy with PTSD from the war. Yes, the With new Tom Holland. Tom Holland. I think it was directed by the Russo brothers, who did yes. the past two Avengers movies. I don't know. It's supposed to be good, folks. We'll be right back. Hey team, we're back. We just watched uh, the new Apple Plus exclusive Cherry, Mm. which is uh, the new film from the directors of Avengers Endgame, and more importantly, the directors of You, Me, and Dupree, Anthony and Joe Russo. Dupree! (laughs) We talked about this. We're doing Dupree bits two weeks in a row here at... Enough, the podcast. We're going to keep that going week after week, surely. But yeah, this is, uh, you know, their big follow-up from, like, the biggest movie of all time. And got a little summary here. A army medic suffering from post-traumatic stress disorder (laughs) becomes a serial bank robber after an addiction to drugs puts him in debt. Tom Holland, who plays Spider-Man in all those new Avengers movies, plays that character. What did you think of this film, Ray? I liked it mm. because of all the flying and the magic. Mm-hmm. Uh, I actually was pleasantly surprised. I went into this. I saw the trailer a few months ago, and I hoped that I was going to like it. And then I worried that I might not like it. And the critics didn't like it. They gave it a 40-something on Tomatoes. But it was good. I thought it was solid. Yeah, Tom Holland in this movie, he was good. Yeah. He's really good at doing an American accent. He's British, and you would never know it watching him in like the Spider-Man movies or this. He's Mm. convincing. Yeah, he's solid. I, uh, I think he... Had more chops than I realized, I guess you could say. I I assumed 
that this would be kind of derivative. Like in the beginning, I was thinking like, this is like Gus Van Sant meets, like you said, uh, that scene from Children of Men where they're doing like the re- the Reservoir Dogs camera angle in a circle. Yeah. And I just, I was like, and then like, it had some cool sequences, like the the Russo brothers trying to like flex their filmmaker chops, Mm. trying to like do some flashy camera work. I enjoyed it too. It was it was a good watch. Way too long. This movie was two hours and twenty minutes. Probably could have been. Could have shaved twenty. Maybe could have been like a just under two. Yeah, it's like. But at the same time, I wasn't like bored. Well, like I wasn't bored either. But like, we didn't really need any of the stuff with him at war beyond just establishing that he had PTSD. Yeah, and I get that. That is hard to do without showing us anything. Hmm. So I, I don't know. I, I we'll it's, see. It was a book. Friend of the show, Rian, read the book. He said the book was really good. It's one of those movies I could tell watching it that it's based yeah. on the book because it has like too much narration right. and it's like trying to do everything in the world. One thing we didn't like about it is they have a weird thing where he's, I mean, it's in the trailer that he's robbing banks. So, you know, that's what's happening. Mm. But they had like joke names on the banks, like fuck bank or like America sucks bank or something. Yeah. And it's just, it's hacky. And like, I'm trying to explain it to you and I can't. Yeah, it's like- just hokey. They tried to slide some like artsy, like we're taking down the banks into this otherwise very realistically portrayed movie. It was odd. I thought the red camera lens in between each different vignette was weird. I didn't love the army scene where they're shaving the heads and it's a full metal jacket homage or rip off, Mm. however you want to view it. Although I did think it's weird because this movie, it's like a drug movie, then it becomes a war movie. And then it's a drug movie again. But the war movie part was solid. It wasn't like, it felt like its own movie. Mm. I don't know. It was kind of like a little bit, I don't know if Jarhead's the wrong comparison to draw, but it, it was, I don't know. It was Jarhead-ish at sort times. Of. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, this this movie has some of the stuff. I don't think it'll be up for awards, but... I think as far as Apple Plus originals go, mm. this is about as good as you could expect. Yeah, the yeah, it was like stylish, enjoyable, just too long for me. And uh what was I going to say? It had some unrealistic bank robberies. Mm. Like it makes robbing a bank look too easy in this movie. It's like if it was this easy, everyone would do it. Kind of a deal. But yeah, I enjoyed it. It was good. Cherry, now on Apple Plus. Check it out, folks. I have more notes about Boss Level than I do about Cherry. (laughs) And Boss Level is one of the worst movies I've seen. Speaking of bad voiceover and hokiness, this movie is about as campy, hokey, and derivative as it gets. Like, There's nothing original about this movie whatsoever. Yes. This movie, Boss Level, is now on Hulu. It's the new movie from Joe Carnahan, who directed some decent movies. The The Gray, which is like mm, one of the very the good few gray. good Liam Neeson movies that came out after he like became a thing again after Taken. And Joe Carnahan did Smoke and Aces, which I believe you're a big fan of. I am of. a big Smoke and Aces guy, and Smoke and Aces too. 
That's fucked up, but how about that? He's he's got Come some for stuff. Me. And this, I don't know, this new movie. I don't know if this was going to go to theaters. Probably not. I, I can't imagine this in a theater, especially with Mel Gibson in tow. Yeah, like this movie. It's Frank Grillo doing like a. It's another one of those action movies that's doing Groundhog Day, mm. but that's a premise i'd love to leave in the dust we've omitted it before yeah and i'm like enough yeah like this movie's no edge of tomorrow which is like the peak of groundhog day action movies in my opinion Mm. this movie's just like that but just kind of again and it's got a hell of a cast you got as we mentioned frank grillo mel gibson will sasso of mad tv him playing a, a fun little sidecar. He's actually Chet Walters, ink specialist in Ooh. this as well. Chet. Also, Ken Jeong fucking slides his way into this movie. He should have done full frontal. <laughs> yeah, that was probably left on the. My favorite thing is that, like, if you were to fa- uh, rewind to 1999 and sit me down and say, Mel Gibson's going to get canceled for being a racist, drunk, abusive lunatic, mm. do nothing for like seven years. And then he's going to fall out the bottom rung of the straight-to-video Hulu turkey circuit. Hmm. I would have told you you were fucking nuts. Yeah, like, that's, like, to me, he has such a stink on him. And now they're just, like, literally, I listened to Dax Shepard's podcast the other day. And he mentioned Mel Gibson and saying that, like, anytime he even thinks of Mel Gibson, all he can think about is the rants. Yeah. And I, I don't want to say I agree because I, I do still. We've watched a few things that he's been in since. Hmm. But it's definitely in in my mind. Yeah. And And it was when I watched this. Yeah. It's kind of weird. You can like see it on his face when he's acting in a movie like this, where he's just like, what am I doing here? Like, I should be better than this. I am better than this. He needs work. But here I am. Um, And yeah, like. They did that thing you hate in this, Ken Gion telling Frank Grillo he looks terrible. Yes. That movie thing. Yes. Oh, you look like shit. It's like someone said that to me in real life. I'd be like, thanks. Fuck you. And then like the subject would change. Yeah. And they always do that when they put like a little something under their eyes to make them look like mildly tired. When in reality, it's like, you look great. You're a completely made up movie star. And yeah. Yeah. That I didn't even catch that in that, but that kills me when they do that in movies. Naomi Watts is in this picture. Naomi Watts. Also extremely slumming it. I felt odd. Yes. I felt odd for her being in this. I was like, her like, do you remember Gypsy? Yeah. I need Whoa. something. That Netflix movie uh, or show that no one on earth uh, yeah. besides With you Carl watched. Carl Glussman. Oh, Carl. <laughs> Carl, good to see you. <laughs> we got Carl. Yes. But yes, she's terrific in this. She's giving a master class even on acting. Yes. Uh, Yeah, she is very replaceable. I I watched this movie in three sittings, and as you say, that is the kiss of death. I started it, and then Lucy got home from work, so I shut it off and put on one of the shows we're watching. And then the next morning I woke up. No, I started on the couch, 
watched a little bit, then went upstairs. I changed TVs, and mm. there'd been a break in between, and then I shut it off, and then I went, and then I watched the rest at work on my break the next day. Yeah, once you start to get into several sittings with watching a movie, you know you're in trouble. Oh yeah, especially with a movie like this where it's it's like Groundhog Day, and the movie keeps repeating itself over and over again. Watching in a couple sittings, it just makes it feel like it's... Well, if I really liked it, I probably would have said to Lucy, let's finish this. Yeah. And I'll explain to you what's happening. Or I would have even rewound it if I really liked it. Yeah. But instead, I shut it off. That's mm. a bad sign. And yeah, this movie does that thing. It is the constant narration where Frank Grillo's like explaining the movie the whole time. Where it's like, we've seen Groundhog Day <laughs> and other movies that do this same thing. Like, we get it. The day's repeating itself over and over again. We're seeing the same scenes repeat themselves over and over. Like, why are you still talking in narration? It was How about killing that me. scene where Frank Grillo steals that guy's aviators and like throws them on with Boston? That more than a feeling playing in the background, Kid. and then he like peels out in that stupid car. And Kid, when so they, campy. When they started playing Boston, I got really fucking fired up. Do we want to bean out again? <laughs> I mean, I would, but yeah, it's fine. I don't think I have it in me. Frank Grillo's starting to sound like Matt Dillon. Did you notice that? He's kind of like that, like, mm. as he eases into his late 40s. And also, speaking of Liam Neeson, I did like the scene where some little kid is tagging along for a few scenes, and he's mm. like, are you like Liam Neeson in Taken? And Frank Grillo's like, actually, he's like a, a fake tough guy. I'm the real deal. And I was just like, I like that you're sneaking in like a Liam Neeson dig in this movie. That's fun. <laughs> And Gronk as the helicopter pilot with the wow. big gun. Wow, 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 wow. I didn't even notice this watching this movie, which I made me feel insane. caught it, and I, I had to look it up because he has zero lines. Yeah. And you barely even see his face. Yeah, like you're sneaking a Gronk cameo into a movie, and I'm not noticing it? You made a mistake. You need to, They should have like lingered on him so I could have appreciated this. That was fucked up. Startled her a little bit and then explained to her who I was. And yeah, like Smoke and Aces, this does that thing where like they introduce a bunch of sidecar assassin type characters who have wacky names. And they're like, this movie's fun because we're like, I don't know. Ugh. It's bad. Yeah. It's real bad. It's also it's not. Boss level. In addition to being bad, it's also not good, mm. which you hate to not see. Not good at all. Boss but, level on Hulu yes. with friend of the show, Frank Grillo. Frank Grillo. Frank, you're, you're 70 years old, Frank. Would it be fun if he opened up a bar and Grillo, like Wahlburgers? Have I done mm. this before? Seems like something I might have done. I love it, but I also <laughs> hate it. And I don't believe I've heard you say it before. Okay, we're in the clear. But it does stink. <laughs> <laughs> Completely fair. And, and that's that's all I watched this week, pretty much, beyond like Mr. Mercedes and The Stand, which like mm. are both fine. Yeah. I'm actually, not gonna endorse either. I watched the first I watched some of Mr. Mercedes. I fell asleep watching it only because I was tired. That show starts with a clown driving a car through like a crowd of people. Sure does. Pretty gritty way to start a series. It's kind of the <laughs> Basically, the entire show is built around that too. Yeah, it's not like that's a one-off. I'm gonna, I'm gonna get in there, see what's doing, give it a couple eps. I like that main actor, Brendan Gleeson. 
But yeah, that's on Paramount Plus. Are you seeing what I can do with the mic now without any sound? Ooh. Yeah, you look at the movement. Oh yeah. We're back. Yeah, we can start doing like rock star swivels. It's just like you know how remember the old mics when you move them, they just make that like uh, well, this is like, and all the cables are secured inside. We have a brand new set of Shure microphones with sure. Gator Frameworks booms. So for you audiophiles out there, get jealous. Hey now. With a, the same interface that we had before, but just bigger. Get bigger, better, faster, doper, sicker, cooler. Am I still talking? But I wanted to sneak in. I saw the movie Starman. Which is on Hulu and Amazon Prime right now. I just wanted to mention it because this is a John Carpenter movie that I'd never seen before, and I've—I don't think I've ever heard anyone talk about in any way. Mm. And I thought it was great. It's like a weird sci-fi movie where Jeff Bridges plays a alien who crash lands on Earth, and he. It's like Karen Allen plays this woman who just lost her husband, who's played by Jeff Bridges. And then this alien comes down and through like surveying her house, like determines that she would think it would like the alien turns into Jeff Bridges because she'll recognize him. And it's like a weird, you know, it's obviously weird for her. Like, Oh, my dead husband is back as this alien character. And, it's like a whole weird, ridiculous sci-fi premise, but I thought it was great. Mm, I'm not sold. He's not sold. I hate sci-fi, as you know. I mean, it's got that classic... I hate space. John Carpenter synth score. That does anything for you. Got some hot cuts I would just on rewatch one. Christine. Ooh. But yeah, this movie... There's like a whole genre of movies about aliens who crash land on Earth and then have to go on like a two-day journey to some sort of rendezvous point to like meet back up with their aliens. Like E.T., Midnight Special, Paul, that like forgettable Simon Pegg, Seth Rogen vehicle. I hate my father. I hate my life. And like zillions more. I don't know. Most of them are good. It's just uh, a genre I've noticed has been, or a very specific kind of thing mm. that's I don't know maybe we'll make a new one about an alien crash landing in the chill zone and I'd like be furious if it made a mess <laughs> that's all I would care about Hank versus a messy alien Sounds no like messes allowed in the zone immaculate but yeah, if you like John Carpenter stuff I recommend checking out Starman as I said it's on Hulu and Prime Star at the moment Man. and what else we got? Some TV. If you have HBO Max, as we've talked about in the past, the Joe Para show. Is that mm. what it's called? Or is it some... Joe Para talks to you? Yes, Joe Para talks to you. But they just released a special <clears throat> called "Relaxing Old Footage with Joe Para," and it's exactly what it sounds like. It's just like him talking over like a babbling brook, but it's him like talking about Austin Powers in his weird like. David Lynchian insanity. I don't know. I couldn't be more of a Joe Para guy. And I really enjoyed this special. If you're in on his bits, check that out on HBO Max. I just need that guy with the dick weights to come back. 
Or like who stretches his penis over the bed frame. Oh yeah. That's how to with John Wilson, which is oh, also good. Yeah. He's he's a similar like weird show. like monotone robot lunatic. I feel like I would hate, very hate all of these guys in real life. Yeah, that's probably fair. They'd hate me more likely, more than likely. True. Two all over the place. But yeah, that's also on HBO Max. Enjoyable program that is coming back for a season two. And I think that's pretty much all we watched this week. Seems like a light week, reviews-wise. Mm. But I'm sure we'll be back next week with like nine movies. We can't, you know, create movies out of thin air. But mm. you know what you can create? Ooh. A better body and a better lifestyle for yourself through exercise. Wow. So why don't you go on down to ankfit.com and fill out my inquiry and come in for a free workout and see what you're made of. Yes. Ankfit.com. Soon to be bostonstrong.com. We're going to do a complete right. rebranding. I'm yeah. sure that website is just sitting ready for us to use. Yeah, just waiting to be utilized. But I mean, check out the South Shore Boys podcast. You can hear me on there. And if you follow Puke Night Dan on Instagram, you can see a sketch we made last week. And you can see me doing something resembling acting. Oh, I haven't sketch. seen this yet. Ooh, I got to check that you out. You didn't see that? No. It's, uh, yeah, it's fun. All right. And I like a good sketch. Sketch. I found from taking a sketch writing comedy course that it's harder than anything else, in my opinion. It's harder being funny in a sketch than improv, than on a podcast, than in a blog. Yeah. I've not tried stand-up, but my guess is that's probably hard, too. But mm. sketch. I found sketch writing to be extremely challenging. Yeah. All credit goes to past and future guest Dan Hall, who wrote it and gave me some fun lines. Check it out. I enjoyed it. And you will, too. And while you're at it, why don't you go ahead, follow us on Instagram at Enough the Podcast. We're on Twitter at Podcast Enough. I'm on Twitter and Instagram at Skip Seasoned. Folks, that's enough. Have a good one, man. Hey, have a good one.